Hello, and welcome to Beautifully Awkward, a podcast about embracing the beautifully awkward moments of life, hosted by me, Elisa Marie. So I had recently posted on Facebook that it's been about two months since I last had an episode, and that's been for a number of different reasons, but more recently because I really just didn't know what to say. With everything that's been going on with the coronavirus pandemic, it's been hard to know where to step, if you will. Some people have very boisterous outward opinions about what's going on. Other people have treaded softly. There's been political underpinnings, anxiety-provoking statements. And so for a while, I just kept quiet because I didn't want to feed into the anxiety. I didn't want to feed into a lot of what was going on. And there was just so much unknown. Now in week three of the shelter in, I've come to find a kind of norm for our family. And I hope for a lot of you out there that you're starting to find that as well. Whatever the new norm can look like, I think it looks differently for each person, but it definitely has gotten a little bit easier in the last I will say three or four days in just finding a routine. It took a while because there was just so many changes that happened. So I've begun working remotely from home. My husband has lost his job. We are working on a one income, adjusting to that. We also recently moved. And so we were working on the house and whatnot, which kept us busy for the first couple weeks. But now I'm finally able to focus on setting up Zoom meetings with people and focusing on work and what needs to get done and and kind of, again, just finding my norm. So I think that this has definitely been a challenge for a number of different people for different reasons. For those that are trying to work from home and maybe have small children, that's definitely been a challenge. For those of you who have endured the quarantine and had to isolate from family and friends, For those of you who have maybe even contracted coronavirus, my thoughts and prayers go out to each and every one of you because I know that this can be a trying time and it takes its toll on everyone differently. But one of the reasons I did want to get on the air was because I've also seen a just tremendous flood of positive resources, which I wanted to share with you. Whether you use them or not is totally up to you, and how you view this is really also up to you. But I was recently talking to a friend who had said that this is one of the first times in a long time where people had to slow down, where people had to spend time with their families under the same roof, have conversations, play games, and reconnect that even in light of social media and all of our tablets and phones and smart TVs and all that, people are still able to reconnect on some level. And I think that's a positive swing to this. There also has been a lot of discussion about changing your expectations. So I know that that really impacted me in this last week because I had continued to hold the same expectations that I can 
run a household, watch my kids, and work a full-time job. And I realized very quickly that that was not possible, that that was a tremendous undertaking and I needed help. And so my husband and I have kind of created a routine so that I can still work from home, still take care of the kids after I'm done with my work, and then still have time to take care of the house as well. It's been a balance. There's also been a number of different programs coming out and being rolled out in the last couple of weeks. And so I just wanted to make note of those because I think that, again, people are out there trying to shift their mentality, trying to reset their mindset and say, you know what, we're going to roll with this. So Dave Ramsey last week put out a message of hope, and it was a great opportunity to just listen in as him and his daughter, Rachel Cruz, discuss finances, what to do in this period of time for a lot of families who have lost their jobs, how to maneuver through that. One of the things that they focused on was just keeping up your four walls, making sure that you pay your rent or mortgage, paying for your utilities so that you have water and electricity and paying for food, making sure that you have the bare necessities to keep going. And if you don't, reaching out to the many, many resources and people who are out there saying that they want to help. Now, I, I understand that that's easily said, but not easily done. But the other part of this is just really taking a moment to try to do your best to make this work in whatever capacity you can and know that there's a lot of people who are saying hey i'm here for you i can help you tell me how i can help and so maybe putting your pride aside for a moment and saying i do need help or i do need to shift from maybe you had a, a higher paying job and now you need to I don't know, stock shelves at Costco or Aldi or wherever you, you know, need to go. Do what you have to do. Take the jobs that are there. And even if it means doing something mindless for a couple of months, hey, as long as it puts food on the table, there's no shame in that. There was also, um, if you followed my podcast, you know that I'm a huge fan of Mel Robbins. And she has a segment every day called Stay Connected with Mel, where she really talks about anxiety, probably a lot of the same similar topics, um, but really just giving you tools to manage and reset your mindset. Because that really what that's what this is all about. This is a mindset game. It's about changing your frame of mind to get through this. Because if you think about it, if you sit at home and you think, this is horrible, I can't stand this, I'm not gonna be able to make it through this, you probably are gonna have a much harder time than if you shift that mind frame to, I can do this, let me break it down, what's the first step, what do I need, how can I reconnect with people via Zoom or go to meeting or Skype, how can I continue my social events that I had planned. For me, we had a Zoom book club. It was awesome. We all logged in in our pajamas. I've actually been able to attend more social events this way because I'm home. And so just a matter of logging onto my computer at different times throughout the week. I've had a three-way FaceTime with my family. 
I've gotten on with extended family who I haven't talked to in a while. So this really is an opportunity to connect with people. But if you're finding that you are getting into the deeper depths of depression or anxiety, there's lots of opportunities to do even telehealth now online where from the safety and comfort of your home, you can get connected with a therapist or a professional to help you in that regard. So you don't have to go through this alone. Know that you there's plenty of people who are out there and they are more than happy to talk to you. The other things um, that I've come across, uh, so there's the screen life balance. It's kind of a they have an app which I had downloaded before which actually would reward you if you didn't use your phone or pick it up for a certain amount of time. So there's a lot of apps like that. I kind of wanted it because I was finding that I was getting on social media more than I wanted to. Now uh, I have an iPhone and actually you can put limits on how long you're using specific apps. So I have a limit of an hour a day for social media. I'm not going to lie, the last three weeks I think I dismissed that and just said access all day, probably almost every day, just because I needed to have that kind of outlet from time to time. But they have the hashtag quarantine challenge where they provide you with lots of resources and positive essays, positive articles, just really saying, hey, you know what? There's a lot of positivity and ways to manage this. In addition to that, almost every Facebook group that I've been in, whether it was the public library or the park districts, there's uh, Miss Megan who is having a online preschool every single day Uh, been checking that out as well but there's just a number of different things online we my daughter and I had a princess party with some princesses online a couple days ago because we wanted to just stay connected uh, and have like fun parties even though it was through the computer and she had a blast So again, there's a lot of different ways to maneuver through this, but if you are having struggles, again, I'm going to really encourage you to reach out to somebody. Uh, You can always reach out to me, although I'm not making this podcast in that capacity. I'm definitely just like everybody else, just trying to maneuver through, but maybe I can get you to the resources that you need to if you don't want to just call some person. Um, The last app that I will just chat about briefly was the Shine app. So I think I've mentioned it before, but they send out some great information on coronavirus anxiety. So I think that I can say for myself and for a large amount of people that I've talked to that coronavirus anxiety is a thing and it's a strong effect that is just running rampant through our society. People, a couple weeks ago, I went to the supermarket just to get uh, some basic items that I needed, and people were just stocking their grocery carts, and I I am an empath, and so I absorbed that, and I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, am I not getting enough? Should I get three packs of meat? How much bread should I get? Like, it, it hit me, and so 
I had to take a deep breath and I had to say, no, I just need the basics. The grocery stores will stay open. Like it will be okay. And, you know, just get what I needed and get out. And I ended up um, packing my groceries at my car because I just was, uh, again, absorbing the anxiety and the panic that was going on in the store. So that's a thing. I think that obviously the toilet paper shortage is a result of this anxiety but on top of that people just being afraid to interact with other people and social distancing I mean it's it's kind of nice because you don't have to interact with other people that you know maybe if you had social anxiety you were trying to avoid anyway because now you have a reason for not talking to people or you know going around the corner recently uh i think both yesterday and today i went for a walk with my family and we would have to cross the sidewalk when somebody was coming towards us for social distancing purposes i mean now you have an excuse for not talking to other people but also you know, when you get into those situations like at the supermarket where there are a lot of people, it can create a ton of anxiety. And so recognizing that and just taking it one day at a time and, you know, if you need to, just do everything online. Now, I'm not saying it's the best way to go, but probably it's safer than going to the supermarket. Uh, I will say that I have found that some items you can't get online. So, it's hit or miss uh, with certain things, but if you can do that, then do it because if that's going to create a lot of anxiety to begin with, I think that limiting the moments that you're forced to be in that kind of circumstance is better than nothing. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, I will say that there is also, since the name of the podcast is Beautifully Awkward, I've had some really awkward moments over the last couple of weeks and kind of can laugh about them now because I'm, again, kind of acclimated to them. So last week, my husband and I were getting on a Zoom call with a bunch of other couples and unfortunately we we're having some technical difficulties and I couldn't get the microphone to work and so I was going back and forth. Evidently at some point during my struggles of trying to change the settings my microphone came back on. However, uh, unbeknownst to me that it was on and so people were just laughing and I didn't really know why. Uh, it was because I had said some choice words and I was getting really frustrated and Lo and behold, uh, they could hear me throughout that period of time. So that was really awkward and uncomfortable. Luckily, we were able to kind of brush it off and move on. But I can tell you that I now log in about five to ten minutes early and make sure everything's working prior to uh, getting into conference calls for work because I really don't want to have that situation again. I've also had my children run in on work conference calls because I'm home. So there's no way to limit their contact with me except for maybe to lock the door, which sometimes I still do, but it's hard to manage those two things. Uh, The other thing was just, uh, so I mentioned that we recently moved and we have met our neighbors by yelling across the street. So it works. I've talked to them. I've made contact with them. We know each other's names. But to meet new people in that way and to not be able to 
get close to them or to be able to just like have a normal conversation we're like yelling across the street like hi it's nice to meet you hopefully we'll see each other soon that has been (laughs) a little bit awkward from time to time um on top of that just trying to manage uh some of the people who are not doing as well and I've heard a lot of um statements and posts about people saying check in on your extroverted friends because they're probably not doing well with this or check in on you know everybody that you can because everybody again deals with this differently um but I've had a really hard time with having people vent to me which I've talked about again in uh the social anxiety podcast about you know being the person that people turn to when they're not doing well I love to be that person but I also find it very daunting and and it takes its toll and so when I have people venting to me and saying this is horrible and I don't know what to do I don't know what to say to them because I want to say hey you need to change your thinking you're looking at this the wrong way but as most people know in the psychology realm, you can't just tell somebody. Uh, they have to kind of come to that conclusion themselves. If you just force somebody to listen to what you have to say, they're going to resent you and just be like, well, you don't understand me. So I I don't want to turn people off, but at the same time, it's really hard to listen to people panicking on the phone or people panicking when I'm having discussions with them because I want to help them, but I can't. I can't help them in that capacity because people are going to do what they want to do. But I do think that the message should be control what you can control. Control what goes on in your household. Control what goes on in your mind. If watching the news every single night creates a tremendous amount of panic for you, stop watching the news. I'm sure that somebody will text you or you can even set it up that you're, you know, somebody else who maybe watches it more prevalently can text you if there's something of big note, but otherwise shut it off because if that's going to create for you a lot of anxiety or talking to those people, I wouldn't do it. Now, again, that kind of contradicts my previous statement of, hey, reach out to people, make sure that they know that you're there and support them and and be, you know, connecting with people in whatever way you can. I'm still saying that, but if there are certain people who are going to bring you down and create a lot of anxiety, maybe you limit your contact to them. You give them the same resources that I'm giving you. You try to lead them in the direction that you can, and then you let it go because at the end of the day, like again, you can only control you. And there are so many people who are just spiraling out of control that you have to take care of you and make sure that you aren't becoming part of that same system. So I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that maybe you've gotten a couple of resources that you can listen to. For those of you out there struggling, again, I'm right there with you. I have had my own challenges. I think we all have, you know, again, whether you're going from a two-income house to one or one-income house to none, know that there are other people going through that same circumstance. They're trying to do their best, try to do your best make it through. This is week three of the shelter in here at home for us. We're hoping to just kind of keep pushing along and finding our new norm. And I hope the same for you. 
As always, know that you are not alone in all of this. You are welcome to email me at beautifullyawkwardpodcast at yahoo.com. I'll be posting this episode here shortly, as well as Instagram. You can get us on there or just hook up on our Facebook page. I'm going to be posting a little bit more actively in the next couple of weeks about hey, how are you all doing? Checking in with everybody. I've been trying to do that in each of my different groups. So hopefully you'll check in and tell me how you're doing. I would love to hear from you. And again, stay safe out there. I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. And I'm hoping that you're doing the best that you can. You're not alone. And we're always here for you.